Brisbane Wakes Up with Steph, Abby and Matt on B105. Hey, thank you for downloading today's podcast, everybody. Really appreciate it. Uh, it is a Friday. It is a Friday. We tried to uh, not do this tradition, so we're just going to change it up each mm. week. And um, today we are going to do the tradition. It's Friday, so here's the podcast. <laughs> I'm very traditional. Are you, mate, missionary man? That's traditional. <laughs> so... Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I need to find love. Don't tell me TikTok's not a wonderland. Okay. It's a, this is a love story. This, I like it. It is a beautiful story. <laughs> Flicking through TikTok, mm. uh, a Brisbane girl, Alyssa, pops up. She's from Wellington Point um, and tells a beautiful story about her and her boyfriend. Now you're going to hear a baby in the background. I have been together for eight weeks and out of those eight weeks he'd probably only gone on three or four dates with me so the fourth date was him coming to my labor and birth and delivery like what but he's still stuck around so that's the main thing and we're still together now thankfully (laughs) so Alyssa and max join us morning guys morning morning I know this is your life, so you probably don't think it's as extraordinary now, but Alyssa, to to get our head around this, you were uh, pregnant and you had your photo up on Tinder? Yes, I made it very obvious that I was pregnant. I wanted to, like, you know, um, catfish any guy or anything like that. Like, I wanted to know the truth, so, yeah. And then, all right, to get back. And then, Max, was this, I'm, I'm only going to put it out there because Maddie here that we work with, he thinks that pregnant women are very attractive. I'm going to get in trouble for saying <laughs> no, this. No, no, hang on. So just, his no. wife is very attractive when she's pregnant. I, enjoy, I enjoyed <laughs> my wife being pregnant. Don't make it. Whole, I'm sorry, I'm just saying to Max. So, Max, is that something that you are, are into or is it just that Alyssa was so amazing to you and happened to be pregnant? Uh, yeah, so I'm not in a pregnant girls, no, but uh, yeah, it was just something about Alyssa caught my eye when mm-hmm. I, I saw her. So, so then yeah. you you obviously then caught up a, a few times, Had a few dates. Yeah, so yeah. caught up a few dates. Well, and then <laughs> I thought you were away for work, and you got a message from Alyssa because she was supposed to pick you up from the airport. Yeah, so I flew back into Brisbane and uh, hopped off the plane and saw a message on my phone that she'd gone into la- oh her water had broken and she'd gone into labour. So I had to get a uh, taxi back home and uh, drove down to the hospital. Let's just stop for a minute and realise the seriousness of this relationship already. He was, she was going to pick him up from the airport. She was going to pick him yeah. up from the airport. <laughs> yeah, good point. Right. Well, they were married. Hang on. Great hang point. On, hang on. <laughs> Max, Max was up here for work, so he had very limited family and friends yep. okay. that would have been able to do it. So even though it was like... You know, me picking him up. It was more just me offering a favour because no one else gets. <laughs> I like that Alyssa Airport has an up. has an objection to that. Yeah, no, yeah. don't yeah. you say that it was so serious because of that. Now, Alyssa, yeah. I don't know if you planned on Max coming to be your birth support person. Did no, you? No, there was no plan. We hadn't had any discussion. Um, and like when he said he was going to come down, I was like a little bit nervous, just because it hadn't been something that we'd discussed, and hmm. it's such like a vulnerable time for a woman as well. So. I wasn't really sure how I was going to go, but yeah. Well, without getting graphic, I kind of agree with that because I had been married for a certain uh, many years and I remember when my water's broken, I was like, oh my God, this is for real. Like he's helping me out with things that I would never imagine. Mm. So you're quite vulnerable. And Max, that didn't seem to freak you out at all? Uh, no, I was obviously a bit anxious and like a bit uh, like in the unknown because obviously like I didn't have the same sort of preparation mentally or um, like that uh, Liz had. Um, so I was sort of diving headfirst, you know, literally. So, <laughs> <laughs> Max, when you went into the birthing suite, 
Did you explain to the midwives and that that you guys were just dating for eight weeks, or because was, was the was the father there, or uh, no? So he's not in the picture. But um, when I went with uh, Liz into the hospital, uh, they assumed I was the dad, and I just went along with it. Uh, didn't really check because obviously be an interesting story to try and explain to them. <laughs> yeah. So they listed me as the dad, but. Uh, she had an emergency Caesar, so uh, I wasn't actually able to enter the suite when uh, she went in for the surgery, so I had to wait outside anxiously, uh, waiting to see what happened. And how do both your parents feel about the situation that you've found yourselves in? Because I imagine there'd there be people who would be against it, I guess. My Yeah, my parents were obviously initially apprehensive, like unknowing of the background for uh, Alyssa and uh, everything that's gone on there. But uh, as they sort of learnt their relationship and the story, they sort of... Uh, Groom to become a massive support for it all. So. I feel like they also didn't really know until afterwards. Max kind of kept Ollie and I in the dark for a little bit, like understandable, but mm. um, yeah, so I didn't really know what was happening as it was happening until afterwards. I feel like you guys have just accelerated all the bull crap, though. You know, like with dating, like you know that you guys are serious because you've taken on such a big responsibility Airport for both pick of up. you. Yeah. Pardon? Airport pickup. Airport pickup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lot of trust in airport pickups. I hear so. you, buddy. Yeah. How, how, are things, how are things going now when you're talking about a new relationship and also introduced a baby to it? Yeah, like it's interesting. Um, obviously, we're learning how to be in a relationship and get along and date at the same time as raise a baby together. So it definitely has its challenges, but so far Max has been amazing with Ollie, um, and he helps out like like it's almost fifty fifty when he's home. So he's really helpful. Wow! So how yeah, long think, have you guys um, been together for now? Uh, what, seven months now. Seven months. Mm-hmm. Living together. Uh, just about to, just, uh, my lease is about to end, so, uh, just finalising moving in. Um, however, we've been sort of doing week on, week off. I love that. You could do, it's the same as Maddie has a, a, a son who he, when he met his, uh, now wife, I think he, he was, was three. three. He so, was pe- three. and because Maddie's a little bit younger, people try and do the calculation. So, it is going to be interesting when people ask how long you've been together for, and you say seven months, and yeah. then they look at your child and go, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we did go into Max's work a little while ago, and everyone was like, whoa, I didn't know you have a kid. That's crazy. And he didn't bother explaining. He was just like, yeah, I'm a man of many mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really good movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. It would be a really yeah. re- good romantic movie. Nah, but you know the ending now. So. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ruined that for us, guys. I think it's a beautiful life. They just released the Tinder swindler, so we do need like a positive spin on Tinder now, you know. Um, guys, uh, it's such a, a beautiful story, and I think it's a great story on not just judging someone because you guys have a beautiful relationship and family on it. And, you know, Max, if you hadn't have given um, given it a chance, you, you may not be as happy as you are today. So thank you so much for your for your time this morning, guys. All right, thank thanks you. for having us. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. We just spoke to a couple who their fourth Tinder date was when Alyssa, and they're, they're a Brisbane couple, she was giving birth. Yeah, they met while she was uh, pregnant on mm-hmm. Tinder. And we just want to know, that's a fast-moving relationship. Have you got one also? Thirteen, ten, sixty. Katie and Aspley. How fast is your relationship? Uh, he moved in with my three siblings after two months. It was at the start of COVID, and he'd lost his job, and his whole industry kind of shut down hiring. Mm. His parents had just moved into an apartment, didn't have a spare room for him, so he came and lived with me. How How was your family with it? 
Yeah, good. good. I, I was. There was my parents. It was all siblings. It was mm. a fun household, and they were all very chill. There you go. You sound very chill yourself, there, Katie. Uh, Melinda's on from Kalanga. Hi, how are you going? Good. How fast was your relationship? Uh, so he randomly added me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, he came over day three to hang out. He hasn't left since. We were <laughs> pregnant by two months. Um, our son's about to turn one. Yep. We're engaged and we're two years strong. Wow. Congratulations. Was it just love at first sight, whirlwind romance? I think so, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> I'm not sure what's happening. <laughs> so when he came on day three, what did he bring with him? Um, himself. No, it was, I've got a, um, four-year-old daughter and she was in bed and I was like, oh, do you want to come hang out? And so he brought some lunch over for the next day, ready to go to work. Hey guys, we're going on a date, taking a cut lunch. <laughs> Back in it's going to be a good one. <laughs> Zach in the city. What's the fast moving relationship you've had? Um, yeah, me and my partner, we met, I think from Snapchat recommendations and, um, a week later after meeting um, in person, because we only talked for a couple of days, met up um, a week later. We were uh, in Tassie, because we both live in Brisbane, but we went to Tassie for a month holiday together um, over Christmas. Met all the family and everything. Um, and then, like, end of January, uh, I proposed to her. She said yes, and we've been mar- uh, we've been engaged since the start of last year. Wow. So, yeah, and COVID put the wedding plans back a little bit, but... Yeah, we're, we're happily engaged and kind of just knew that we knew each other before in a past life or something. It was weird. We wow. just Everything was just perfect. We just gelled perfectly. There you go. How's that? <laughs> uh. So, I mean, you would already be married by now moving at that pace if it wasn't for COVID. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 100%. We're, we're meant to be married um the start of this year, but, yeah, just with COVID and stuff, kind of pushed everything back. And then easing of restrictions meant that everyone kind of jammed their weddings in, and we went, oh, well, we can just do it at our own pace. Mm. And Where does it stop, though? Like, if you really felt like, hey, met you, date once, let's get married, get married, no, no, been no. together, get divorced. No, 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 it doesn't happen like that. You <laughs> slow down. It's slow just down. like when you down. know, you know. I just feel sorry for people listening to this going, and you still can't propose. Hmm? Mm. Hmm? Hmm? Nine years? Did you hear all these? Hmm, a couple of weeks. Well, you weren't suggested on Snapchat. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Tamika in Red Bank Plains, fast relationships. What have you got? Hi, Dom. Um, I spoke to my partner on one of those dating sites for about three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, we got together, and within eight weeks, I was two weeks pregnant. Wow. Wow. But we have been together for 13 years and seven years married. So. Wow. Oh, lovely. And he's the love of my life, so. Oh. That's nice. Well, you yeah. want to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think the people that have not had success called up. <laughs> well, with my ex, um, it, we were together nine years and I couldn't have a baby naturally, so it was kind of fate. Wow. Yeah, wow. Unbelievable. Thank you to everyone who called. Lots wow. of people ringing here. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Alrighty then. The state will self-destruct in five seconds. The force is with you, young Skywalker. <laughs> Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We call Stab many names. Uh, Mr. Brisbane is one of them because he can get you any place around Brisbane. Even blindfolded, he gives us directions in the car, which is amazing. And also Mr. Movie Man because mm. you love your movies. Do. do you still subscribe to the magazine? Empire. I've been subscribing to Empire Magazine. Physically? Since. Yes, still get the physical one. Yes, it's getting a little bit... Where do they go now? Because I've been collecting them for 24 years. By the time that you get them, they're out of date because it's been updated on the internet. Yeah, but yes, they are. 
Here's what we do. Stav is uh, got your chance uh, right now to win some movie tickets. We've got two people who are going to play. Mm-hmm. Ellie and Beck are on. Good morning, Ellie and Beck. Good morning. Now, what, what's happening here? They get 30 seconds each, right? You both get 30 seconds on the clock. I'm going to... Um, it's basically like movie charades. So I've got a bunch of movies here. I'm going to give you clues to what the movies are. I can't say the name of the movies, obviously. Uh, 30 seconds for Ellie and then 30 seconds for Beck. And whoever gets the most at the end is the winner. And you haven't seen these movies I have yet. Not seen, well, so, I've, so I've probably seen the movies. But he hasn't um, seen what I the producers have written down. Yeah. So a yeah. quick demo Ooh. for the girls. If you want to do one on us now, uh, you would say... Archaeologist with a whip. Um, uh, uh, what's it the Jones one. Um, Indiana Jones. Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones, yeah, thank yes. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. All right. yeah. You're up first, Ellie. Um, I will start the clock, Yes. and then Stav will start to explain a movie, see how many you can get in 30 seconds. Okay, here we go. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters. Uh, cheerleading um, in America in a high school. Bring it on. Yes. Um, Jack could easily have fit on that board. Pass. Oh, okay, pass. Um, uh, when they, when no one's looking, when no one's looking, they come alive and go on adventures. Gram- oh, wait, and they're know. they're in a kids' room. One of them's an oh, astronaut. Yes. Oh, oh that's three. That was three. <laughs> All right. Score to beat is three. Beck. Okay. Okay, you ready? All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Vin Diesel drives really fast. Oh, hang on. Okay. Oh. Uh, fast and Furious. Yes. Yeah, we'll give you that, mm. but hang on a second. What's happened with the timer? It won't fire off. Oh, oh there we go. Okay. Uh, kids in high school, a chick from Australia meets up with her boyfriend that they had a summer fling. High school musical? No. Uh, it was it was Grease. Uh, Jim Carrey puts on something and becomes a superhero. Green Mom. face. Yes. Um, two stoners lose their vehicle. And then get tattoos. Uh, what does his say? What does mine say? Uh, Sweet. Oh, uh, it's, um... Oh, dude, where's my car? Yes, that's right. Uh, Akuna Matata. Oh, Lion King. Yes. Oh, that's for the win, Oh. oh. <laughs> that was for the win. <laughs> yes. Just on the buzzer. It's <laughs> harder than what you think. Yeah, did you... How were you, were you playing Jack along? Jack Luffy on the board, Ellie. That was, um, Titanic. Titanic. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually, it was at a door, wasn't yeah. it? That, yes. Yeah. And it, it should have been smaller because you're right. It does look like they could have hit up. Totally could have yeah. Easy way to break up. Fun game. Though. I like it. Oh, you like it? Uh, well done, Beck. You've won it. The movie tickets are all yours. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Uh, Alpha Bucks for Monday is O, and that's Octagon is one of your answers. Mm-hmm. Fantastic shape. Say goodbye, birthday boy. Goodbye, birthday boy. It's Stav's birthday. Send him a message. He loves DMs. Nudes only. <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Over the last couple of weeks, I've got nonstop messages of people going, is this really you on Facebook? And I feel bad because some people have said that they have thought that this is a legit competition, saying mm. that you've won money, enter your details, and they have done it. But, of course, they are all scams, but they get closed down and then another one pops up at the moment. So, so, so what do they ask? They say, put in your bank details so we can transfer you money. Yeah, they're saying that you've won, won money, and a lot of these were people that have commented on our pages mm. on B105. 
So they think it really is, and they've used all my images, and they are my names, but sometimes just an initial mm-hmm. as opposed to it with all the photos. And I feel bad, like I'm cheating people, like going, Ugh. They're very smart and sophisticated and brazen, mm. the um, the scammers. And someone who knows all, the ab- all about it, she is the deputy chair for the ACCC. Delia Rickard joins us this morning. Just how much money, Delia, do people get scammed out of in Australia each year? We think that in 2021, when we add up from not just people who report to us, but others, we will find that it's over $2 billion that has been lost to scams. So it is a shocking problem. And I did just want to say to Abby, Abby, I'm so sorry this is happening to you because it must be extremely stressful. I I do feel a little bit disgusted because there's all photos and I put them out there. Like, don't get me wrong, I put them on Instagram, but it's really upsetting when you see the photos of your kids Mm. or different charities that I supported um, being used to get money from people. Is it true that this seems to be getting worse or is it just more in my face at the moment? It is getting worse. Celebrity impersonation scams, we call them, and we see a lot of them on social media. Um, We're currently investigating them in relation to Meta, which is what Facebook's now called. And it's very difficult for people to tell the difference. I mean, we see Maggie Beer being imitated all the time. Um, We see a range of people who have known to have done well financially, Twiggy Forrest and others, being imitated to get people to invest in cryptocurrency scams where we have seen millions of dollars have lost. I mean, hundreds of millions. Um, So it is a big problem and people need to be aware of the fact that often when you see an ad on social media um, with a well-known prominent face next to it, you just you have to be sceptical. You mm. can't automatically believe it. Is it the case too, uh, because obviously this is new technology to a lot of people, I've heard it been described as that the cyber world is like the Wild West, but there's just no sheriffs because the laws have not caught up with what these people are doing yet. Look, there's lots of sheriffs. They're very, very difficult to catch. A lot of them are based overseas. So you've got traditional police out there and a lot of international police cooperation trying to catch them and then what we're doing for instance is a range of disruption work so when we know the accounts that um, money's gone to with scammers we share them with the banks so that they can block those accounts we share known scam phone numbers with the telcos and several hundred million phone scams have been stopped and with things like the problem we're discussing today when we're alerted to that we will notify the social media entity involved that this has happened and that they should take steps to take it down. Hmm. I was more upset than I wrote to them saying that this person was impersonating me and I kept getting messages back saying uh, it hasn't gone against their community guidelines standards mm. and i found that when people reported it they had more of a, a say so i thank you to everyone that listens to the show that has reported it but do you find that you're frustrated by their inability to be able to help or is it just that it's so big that even facebook is overwhelmed by it it is extremely frustrating we know they and others do a lot but we do believe they need to be doing more yeah we're on with Delia Rickard. She's the deputy chair for the ACCC. We're talking about scams. Um, you said earlier that it was $2 billion last year. Is that the estimate that you think overall, or is that just the money that you know of? So we run Scam Watch. It's the main government site people respond to, but we know from a lot of survey work we've done that only about 13% of victims report to us. Wow. Wow. So... 
once a year we collect data from the major banks about scams they're aware of and a range of other agencies and we put it all together. We also know that one third of people don't tell anyone. Mm. So, and they're often some of the bigger losses because they realise they're not going to get the money back and they're embarrassed and you know, in a terrible state usually. So looking at the increases in our numbers and what we know, my informed estimate is when we come out with a figure for last year, it will be around the $2 billion mark. Wow. Have you seen the Tinder swindler? <laughs> oh, it's amazing. It is incredible. Great. Because yes, when you were saying yeah. about the online, I was like, even you would have been shocked at the complexity of it because you're like, you know, with the online dating, make sure that, you, you know, you, you've never met them. But that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. I mean, we're used to romance scammers making claims like, you know, they're a diamond merchant, all of this. But people don't meet them in real life. And that was, you know, Ponzi scam meets romance scams. And they're use, he's, he's using the money from previous victims to attach, attract new victims. Mm. Absolutely shocking. Mm. And those poor women. Oh. Uh, well, Delia Rickard, um, you're a part of Scam Watch and the Deputy Chair for ACCC. Check out the Scam Watch website. It's got some wonderful information on there. Thank, for you, thank you for your time this morning. Look, it's a pleasure. And, Abby, I hope this stops. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. We're celebrating Sam Max. Sam Max. Sam Max. Dancing with the Stars. All Stars. 7 o'clock Sunday, Channel 7. It is back on. And one of the stars, (laughs) Sam Mack. Stab Abby and Matt. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. It is time for me to release my gift to the world. That sounds slightly dodgy, but it's about to go down. That also sounds slightly dodgy. It's going to be a fun dancing experience for the whole family. That is not dodgy. You have never done it before. There are some uh, stars that are going back on the season, but this is the first time for you, right? Yeah, which means, you know, they don't know what to expect from me. And look, I'm not afraid to share, you know, some of what I'm going to bring to the table or to the D floor. Um, I have something called the Slightly Aggressive Peacock, which is a move (laughs) that I created and copyrighted in, I think, around 2002 Mm. in the nightclubs of Adelaide. It's actually banned from some Adelaide nightclubs. (laughs) This is my opportunity, my platform, to share that with the world, which, you know, it's pretty exciting. And I can feel the excitement in your voices to to hear. Oh, no. I I can't wait to see you. To be fair, Sam, I just go back to that time when I remember the dodgy nightclubs and us doing, like, emceeing at, like, two in the morning and then driving the thunders (laughs) the next day going, what are we doing with our lives? (laughs) <laughs> well, I think learning through that phase, though, Abby, was important for us because you know what it did? It got us really good at dancing in any conditions. And that means if your feet are stuck to a sticky nightclub floor and you can still execute a dance move, mm-hmm. then you are ready to go pro. So do you still nightclub dance now? Or if you go to a <laughs> wedding, will you dance? And how many bourbons do you have to drink to actually commit to the dance floor? <laughs> I'm still dancing because I have a phobia of being that guy, like the person who's the party pooper. Yeah, so the corner even, guy. Even if I'm not very good, you can even yeah, you can even just kind of groove to the side. So at least you're contributing something. I'm 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 a real hype man, like it's a bit of a flavor flave type character where I'll sort <laughs> of like how point I at the person who is a good dancer mm. and really like give them big up and film them, so it makes yeah. it look like I'm at least contributing something positive. Yeah, that's that good. is. I know that's that good. guy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, like taking photos and like clapping around them. Is that what you're doing? Like, yeah, look at him go. Yeah. Well, that's great. We've, we've never seen this on Dancing with the Stars. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, basically my routine is just a minute 30 of me giving Daryl Summers a high five. <laughs> I've just realised that your beautiful girlfriend's brother is the snowboarder. 
Yeah, he uh, he won a silver medal, Scotty James. He um, he did so well, he and did. obviously, you know, Australia is not traditionally a Winter Olympics country, so it was a phenomenal result. We're we're so excited for him, and and Beck, my girlfriend, you know, hasn't seen him for two years because he's had to be in Switzerland, you know, training and getting ready for the Olympics, and obviously COVID has got in the way. So it was pretty emotional watching it, obviously knowing like what it takes and the sacrifice to get to that level. How are you feeling that his um, in-law he's bringing into the family is a billionaire heiress? Do you feel the pressure that you've got to, you know? I mean, you're the weatherman on Channel 7. Don't get you're me wrong. You're bringing a lot as well, Sam. We but, love you. You bring yeah, a lot I to the family. So, yeah. Yeah. But not Formula Thank One you. money, you know? No, that's true. But, I mean, look, you know, a silver, an Olympic silver medal is good, yep. but the Mirabal Trophy. I mean, that's <laughs> covered the world. They move the, the medal away out of the awards cabinet and put that one in. <laughs> I'd love, I'd love that at, at Christmas if you just walk in, plonk the Mirabal Trophy, bang, in the middle of the Christmas Right next to his table. silver medal as well and say, hey, move over. In your face. <laughs> Yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, well, mate, um, it's, a, it's a great show to watch, and it's a lot of fun. And I actually love how the, um, the judges take it, the show as well, because they, they don't hold back no. when they criticise you. Yeah, and, and you're going to see this on the show, but I don't hold back when I criticise the judges, which <laughs> might not be strategically a great way to approach things. But, you know, my opinion, I stand by this. I respect the judges and I respect what they did on the dance floor 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. The dance has evolved. Yeah. I'm part of the new breed of dance. Mm. You know, I was groomed, this sounds dodgy, in the nightclubs of Adelaide. <laughs> 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 and it is dodgy. It is yeah. dodgy, Abby, isn't it? It's, uh, you know what? We can't even talk about how dodgy that is anymore. <laughs> A lot of them closed down after we left. Yeah, we got out, and that's the main thing. So what did you two do? You used to go in and give away prizes? No, I used to dance at nightclubs, and then I went into, like, emceeing it. So it would always be like if you're driving Thunders, you'd have the opportunity to go and be like, hey, the big brother, latest contestant, welcome to the stage, woo, woo. Or you'd have, like, um, cash that would be, like, bar money, and you get to, like, put it into the audiences. Mm. But... Look, I, I essentially would, emceeing is one of the greatest gigs. You get up on stage and say, who wants to hear Love Shack? And they would respond and you go, that was only a 7 out of 10. I said, who wants to hear Love Shack? <laughs> and then you had the DJ ready to cue it um, as you get that cheer. And, and that was essentially what you got paid for. And you got paid in drink vouchers, which I think <laughs> yeah, was probably sweet. It's always yeah. the way, isn't it? Because that'll help you pay your rent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Mac, <laughs> pleasure, mate. Thank you so much for coming on. Good to talk to you this morning. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Have a great day. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Can you make a hotline ring? You can ask us anything. Happy Friday and happy first calls. 13, 10, 60. Anything you want to talk about? We did want to speak to someone who watched Neighbours last night. We're trying to boost the ratings for one night only. Sam in Marumba Downs. Morning all. Happy Friday. Um, I... Yes, I um, couldn't actually watch it, but I did put the TV on to say that I watched it. Did you have a hard time trying to find General Peach, or was it just me? No, that was just you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and their response there, Sam. I've never watched another show on it. Have you? Peach? No, nah, but I know where it is. Uh, I flicked past it. Yeah. They do. like gems. Yeah, mm. Je- seven mate, and they are good. Yeah. Peach and Gem are good on like a Sunday afternoon when you look at Netflix and you just can't be bothered with mm. any of it, and you don't want to make a decision. On Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think Peach also occasionally do reruns of Everybody Loves Raymond and stuff like that. Oh, mm. That's a good show. It is a good show. So good. Do, do you? So do you? Don't usually watch it, Sam. 
You just um, I used to watch it. I was the same as you growing up, Maddie. I would watch Neighbours, and then Mum would flick it to Home and Away. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it even at boarding school was the same thing. It was the only time we we're allowed TV, so those was those were the two programs that we we're allowed to watch. They should do a crossover where, yeah. like, Harold goes to. Summer Bay. Well, that's what I was saying. NCIS is coming out. Why don't they get the Neighbours stars to audition for that? Oh. NCIS Australia. They could play some of the dead bodies. Mm. Come on. Carl could be the forensic doctor. <laughs> <laughs> he could be Ducky. He could be their Ducky. <laughs> ducky, that's the bloke's name. Well, Sam, thank you so much for turning on your TV. Uh, Adam. When do we get the, the ratings? Monday. Monday well, we'll they come out. later on today, so mm. we're going to reveal it on Monday. Yeah, okay. so no one look over the weekend because no. we're going to tell you on Monday. Yeah. Adam, in Thornlands, we were talking about if you bought something with bad juju because someone was selling a divorce wedding dress. You've done this with something. Yeah, morning, guys. How are we? Good. Yeah, I, uh, I bought a, uh, a dirt bike off um, of our Facebook Marketplace. And uh, I tell you what, whether this guy's mechanic that he was using was bloody Stevie Wonder, I don't know. But uh, this bike ended up being... I ended up calling it the Woman's Weekly because it had more bloody issues every week. <laughs> um, ultimately, mm. ultimately yeah. uh, the thing shattered a piston uh, on a takeoff ramp and I had to jump off it. Ended up breaking two vertebrae and my tailbone in my back about four months ago. Wow. So, no. Yeah, no, it wasn't, wasn't fun. But, uh, yeah, that juju was definitely real and that thing was cursed. Man, it just did not get along. But <laughs> fully recovered now and back riding again. So, right. yeah. Different bike, though? <laughs> hey. Different bike? Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah, that's silly. Yeah. Did you <laughs> sell that bike to someone else? Uh, I haven't yet, no. Okay. no well, how much you want for it? Hey, Andrew, you're on the air, mate. First calls on Friday. What do you got for us? How you going? Good, yeah. Andrew. What's going on? Yeah, I just uh, saw that I've done the school drop, and the boys want to say happy birthday to stuff. Ah, hey, right. thanks, boys. Can we get a full song? <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> Birthday, boys. Happy birthday, Stav. Oh, thanks, kids. Oh, and also to you. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> Stav, Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Give me fuel, give me fuel, give me, give me, give me fuel, fuel. Good news on Monday. We're making it rain fuel where we're paying for you to fill up your car, mm-hmm. which is very exciting because it's so expensive at the oh. moment. Um, I know that you're always on Fuel Watch. You're obsessed with it. But did you know that I didn't know that Queensland is the highest fuel prices. I should yes. say that because you go to a small country town and it's fun. Yes, it but is. But like here in Brisbane, it's the most expensive in Australia. Yeah, right. It is absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy. I can because it's. it's a, I can remember when we drove from um, Geraldton in Western Australia. We mm-hmm. drove across the Nullarbor Plain, mm-hmm. and there's a petrol station there where it's like the last one before like a day, and you've got to. You got to do it. You have to. Yeah. And I still remember this was in like 1989. Come and on, old man. It was two dollars, and that was crazy. Like yeah. unbelievably crazy price. It's because eighteen dollars it like, a liter in that a, one now. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm thinking. How much would it be there? They're yeah. saying that. Mm-hmm. Brisbane's cheapest prices, um, they've put it up at, uh, like, Cooper's Plains, um, Capalabar. Uh, yeah, there's one at, oh, there's the Night Owl shell at Kelvin Grove. Oh, yeah. They just don't seem like a consistent, like, you've got one brand of, like, petrol station that all has it cheap. Mm. It seems like they change it depending on the area. The BP at Slacks Creek's one of the most expensive. Yeah. And you can check it. Like, if you go online, there's lots of websites mm. that you can go and see what the prices are in the current area that you're in. 7-Eleven do a thing where you can lock in a price as well. So if oh. you know you're going away uh, on the weekend, yeah. but you say on Tuesday, 
it's cheap, but you've already got a fairly full tank. Yeah. You can do a price lock that'll last a couple of days, and it'll you you pay up front, so you might buy sixty dollars worth of that price. Mm-hmm. And then when you go and fill up on on the Friday the day before you, you go that. away, what about, you get it at that price. What about if it went down? Nah. Then you well, just don't use it. You just, you just, no, you just don't use don't it. Don't use it, yeah. You fill it, yeah. fill I'm it an cheaper. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you are an idiot. Yeah. I use the Woolies card. What's a Woolies card? Well, then it gives me four cents off each. Ah, uh, yeah. The leader. Oh, that's cool. The um, the orange card. What yeah, do you not use that? I don't have one. What's it called? Uh, um, the Woolies Rewards. That's it. It asks me at the checkout every time, and I think, I need to sign up for oh, that. Oh, you know me. I'm a sucker for any rewards yeah, card. Yeah. Yeah. So I, got I just use a bit of hose and a bread Everyday mint. rewards. That's right. I think it's four <laughs> cents off um, every leader. Okay. So then when you do it, that's you good. go, oh, wait, no, sorry. I didn't swipe this. Ding. Yeah. Mm. The other thing they had to start doing, because you know I love fuel chat, mm. was remember they used to put up the price... And it would be with the four cent discount, mm. but you would oh, fill then you up had to go in. and they'd say, "Have you got your card?" And you'd be like, "No." But so they would add four cents a liter on. They changed it so they're not allowed to do that anymore. Mm. Do you think it changes more now that the signs are digital? Because <laughs> it's easier to yeah. flick it over. Yeah. Oh yeah, the it's person gone up had five to go. Cents. And... I'm not getting on the ladder, mate. Yeah. Let's skip to them for a dollar. The person seven had to go and do it. That was insane. Yeah. Yeah. Is there is there nothing worse? Then when you've accidentally grabbed the premium nozzle and not realised until you're halfway through the tank mm-hmm. that you put the expensive stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That kills you. <laughs> but Monday, none of that stress will be your issue uh, because we are going to make it rain fuel if you get on the air Monday for anything at all. So if you play Alpha Bucks, free tank of fuel, chance at 10 grand. Yep. Um, we'll just be dishing it out all day long. Make sure you're listening from 6 Monday morning here on B105. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Maybe I am to blame because we drove from Adelaide to uh, Queensland when we were young kids and it was an absolute disaster. Like I remember I the fights. Imagine young kids shouldn't be able to drive. <laughs> I was very talented. Remember the fights. But I don't know how families do road trips. And I would love advice. You do road trips all the time. Mm. And we are thinking about doing one in uh, in December. Uh-huh. So we're going to drive all the way down to York Peninsula down in South Australia from here. How long is that? It's a big drive. I don't do Ks. I should do Ks. Well, I do a, days. Yeah. How many days? Well, with two stops, it'll probably be three days. Okay. Yeah, it's it's two days to, Victor- two, like, to Melbourne. Mm. Yeah. To Melbourne. But you won't go that road. You'll go, you'll go more inland, won't you, if you're going to... I wanted to. St- I think okay. I was going to start a stop at the dish, oh, yeah. parks, parks, mm-hmm. and have a look there. But we can't drive, and we do it every week. But we can't drive from here to the Gold Coast without a punch up in the car. And that, obviously, that says something more about our family. But I don't know how you would have kids in the car for that long, and mm. how many stops you have to do. Because mm. even the iPads ran out, ran out, don't they? Yeah, they run out. So you probably need to try and get some car charges. The other thing is what you need to do is, you know how there's always one kid who's like, no, I don't need to go to the toilet. You're like, go. Go to the, to toilet, the toilet now. Now. Like, get squeeze, in sync. squeeze their belly. Do what you've got to do. I'm, I'm like, run <laughs> a tap. <laughs> yeah. You're wing, right? And that's that. Because I say you drive to Toowoomba quite a bit. Yeah. Which was what, an hour? About an hour, hour and 20. An hour 20. Yeah. Which is still a decent, decent way. But I'm still training for my husband because I say, look, eat now. All right. And, and drink water now and then go to the toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I have to remind him. And then I've got, I've got the snacks for the kids. And I'm in the front because I'm the snack distributor. Yeah. And I was like, is there any snacks? And Scotty's like, what do you got? And I said, mate, I told you that these are for the kids. He goes, fine. I'll just have their leftovers. I'm like, you won't have their leftovers because mm. I've said to you, you need to eat before you go. So I'm feeding them to the kids. And if they don't have a muesli bar, he'll go, oh, have it. I'm like, no, you won't. Mm. 
So then he'll eat the leftovers, and then two minutes later, was like, I want the rest of my muesli bar. Mm. Yeah, that's that's troublesome, that isn't it? So we're trying to do, we're trying to train. So we've got like for the whole year to train. Obviously, that's for oh. Scotty and for the kids on how long we can go. So rather than just going to SeaWorld, you know, because that, that's the closest beach to us, mm. the SeaWorld Drive is there. Yeah, oh, the Southport Beach. Southport Beach. Yeah. We're trying to go further and further. Mm. And one day we're going to get to Tweed's Head. <laughs> Why don't you start doing Karina to Indro first? Like, that was, that was the first one. Just to one. Carindale, just doing it without the fighting. We even put one in the back, not yeah. in the boot. No, oh, I was going to say, you've got two choices. You do. You've got a, a year to train up or a year to install a soundproof barrier. Like mm. some cabs have. You know, you get in the cab and they're like completely yes. enclosed. Get one of those. I always want to do that when you get like a limo and mm. the driver. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I would do. <laughs> You're going to have a, and you need to obviously prepare your threats as well yeah. because my mother was always over the top with her threats. Like, we'll just stop the car and kick you out right here. Mm. Now, you knew she wasn't going to do that. So, what you have to get a good list of believable threats that are also scary enough to make them stop. Yeah. My mum did do that. My brother did walk. And then he got in trouble for going home going, why did you do that? I was scared. I couldn't find you. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with it. Thank you. It's an excellent way to start a holiday. Is Three-day road trip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. What have you done? I need support here. Okay. No, we always say that. <laughs> it is a safe space for everyone else but us three when we're but talking each to other. each other. Yeah, because we're friends. And friends don't let other friends Be feel good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, I had the issue where um, I ordered Xander's school books online um, and they got delivered to home, but I made a mistake where I accidentally ordered year two books. He's in year three. I rang the company and they said, look, we're having lots of issues with our packers getting COVID, oh, so yeah. just reorder the year three books, and then they'll get delivered. Once the both lots get delivered, just return the year two ones, and it'll, it'll be a lot easier process. Mm-hmm. Great, no worries. Mm-hmm. So, I go off yesterday to the place in Wakehole, where they, they pack them. It's like a industrial Prison. area. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I walk up with the box of books. To return. To return, and there is a guy in high-vis at the door to the office. Mm-hmm. And as I walk towards it, he opens the door for me. Mm. And I'm like, oh, that's that's great. They've got someone manning the door. So I walk straight in, plonk them on the counter and go, oh, I need to return these books, please. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no worries. They sort it all out. And then I go, thank you. Have a great day. They're like, it'll be in your account in three days. And then when I walk back out, I notice there is a line out the door. Mm-hmm. And a sign that I missed that says one person in the office uh-huh. at a time. Oh. So you went into the staff entrance? No, I went into the entrance everyone's meant to go into, but what I did is I skipped the line of 10 people. And did they see you, Skipper? Yeah. Well, I assume by the faces <clears throat> they were giving me oh, that God. they realised. Can't do that, mate. But. It paints us in a bad light, too. They're like, oh, look at that guy from the radio. They know that we're not friends. (laughs) (laughs) No No, wonder they don't like him. But this is the thing. Because I I just sort of walked up, and the guy opened the door for me, Mm. looked at me, gestured to come in, and he was the first person in the line. Mm. But if he hadn't have opened the door for me. Oh, don't blame him. I wouldn't have walked straight in. You're blaming him just doing his job. You need to then go back. He wasn't. He didn't work there. He, he was, was in, the, in line. the line. Oh, he was next oh. in line. Wow! And I came out and I said, I, "I'm so sorry. I didn't realise you guys had a line going here." I said, I, "You, I, 
thought you opened the door for me. What did he say? He was like, oh, it's all good, man. But then it's, I think you have to go to the line and say, hey, guys, I'm so sorry. I didn't realise there was a line here. I you did. Had, you had to say that. I, I went my, my whole way down it. <laughs> the guy who opened the door for me, he was like, oh, all sweet. But then there was like 11 women and they they were very unhappy. Mm. I can't even use a VOP line when you've get those tickets at like SeaWorld or Movie World. Yeah. You know how you've got like jump, jump the, the line and yeah. you get them with your membership. Mm. I can't do it. No? No, because I feel bad because I look at those people go, oh, yeah, right. No, oh, you got the money, have uh, you? Yeah. Good I, for you. I mean, I'm here with my six kids. This is our only trip for the year <laughs> and you just jump in the queue. I, just, I feel bad because no one likes lining up. And oh. anyone that jumps a line, you just go, oh. I, I've... I've I've said it. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. You've jumped the line. Yeah. I would have been fine with that. Can you please move to the back? Mm. I've said that. I would be fine with that, but no one said anything. But that's not my fault because he opened the door and gestured for me to come in. Did you not look around? No, you walk out, get super pass, paid the extra. (laughs) 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 Should have done it. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Another show draws to a close. Stab Abby and Matt. Take a moment to reflect. Bit of a serious one, but um, just a reminder to hu- hug your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow is actually the two-year anniversary of Hannah and her beautiful three children mm. passing away at the hands of her estranged husband. Um, I'm an ambassador for Small Sets for Hannah, so going to catch up with her parents. Doing an amazing, amazing work two years on, but you just think about how quickly that time has gone mm. and how the memories are still so vivid and... Yeah, just hug your loved ones. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> Paper cuts. No, oh, the worst. I think I'd rather be cut with a samurai sword. <laughs> Probably would hurt less. Mm. Thanks, <laughs> but no thanks. <laughs> you gotta th- get a, a thimble. Is they thimbles? Yeah, you can use the thimble. Yeah, the, the rubber things. The on rubber there. one. Yeah. You lick it and it. You know, I've always joked that it's always tough when you lose your glasses because you can't see <laughs> to find your glasses. Mm-hmm. So it's added degree of difficulty in the finding. And they always say something is always in the last place you look. I hate that saying, so I look for another two minutes after I find something just to prove that's not true. <laughs> That's cruel. But this morning when I woke up and I was stumbling around in the dark <clears throat> and I was looking for um, my phone, it had fallen um, off the stand and <laughs> there was no light and I didn't want to wake my wife up. So I grabbed the closest thing to me and I turned on the flashlight. <laughs> I used the flashlight to scour the bedroom floor looking for my phone. That was the flashlight I was using <laughs> on the phone. Mind the phone. So thanks, but no thanks. Great way to start your birthday. With the a, you, I was about to say it's your yeah, old yeah, age, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Is it that what's happening? Is, it's Amber. the beginning of it. It certainly is. Brisbane wakes up with Staff Abby and Matt on B105.